previously on ImpTab Avatar Blades in the Dao Fei. We picked up with Seaway late for his date with Jenna, sprinting all the way uh, up to the tea shop of Huli that makes tea. And when he arrived, uh, got some information from Jenna regarding the situation with Gecko Jr. and Gami the Kite, and realized, you know, they're probably, you know, in Gecko Sr.'s hideout, probably on timeout, and turns out they were on timeout. But our heroes all, you know, try to figure out how should we handle this? Do we go to war with Gecko Sr.? Just like <laughs> get in there and bust stuff up? Do we try and sneak in? Eventually decided to talk things out with Gecko Sr., <laughs> uh, but to use some intimidation tactics and intimidation tactics they brought with them. They had two sheer shoes. They had Tonin turning into other people and had Day with his fancy stone gloves that he invented, it turns out. The Dai Li <laughs> have Day to thank for inventing their signature weapon. The daily, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and with all of these intimidation tactics in place, turns out it was pretty darn effective, and Gecko Sr. was like, you know what, yeah, I'll let you have my daughter and her friend Gami the Kite, and we won't go to war, and you guys won't destroy us, okay? Yeah, great. And so they got everybody out of there, but word began to spread of the experience that Gecko Sr. had had, and people are now starting to believe the fact that Tonin is a face stealer. So a lot of, uh, a lot of heat came from that. We still have a few other things to resolve from this job we've just gone on, but we're going to figure that out now here in the world of Blades in the Dao Fei. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to ImpTab Avatar Blades in the Dao Fei, the Blades in the Dark actual play where we make up almost everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Thomas Ryan as... Jeez, how do I do days now? Uh, <laughs> day! Day Coinworth! Oh, wait, that's not his voice. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap. Um, it is now. <laughs> oh, young bastards, it's Day, your bottled, bottled friend. Bottled. And I'm British. <laughs> Christian Randall as Tonin Yoru. Oh, and Evan Peterson as Siwei Lang. <laughs> yeah, this, it's been two weeks since we recorded the last episode, and that is plenty of time for you to forget how to do oh, the character geez. voice. Yeah, no, I've got no idea. If it makes you feel better, I found out today that Hugh Jackman has a special sentence he says before any take he has to do an American accent. Ooh, what's his special sentence? It's really long, I don't, but it has every like consonant or vowel that's different in the English accent. Johnny Depp taught it to him. We need to figure out what that is for Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah, we why, find the mic. Why do we fall, Master Who? <laughs> what? Yeah, Master oh. Who fell. He did. Oh boy, he's still around. He's not dead. Yeah, he's just hiding. He's being a very big boy. <laughs> he's a big boy. <laughs> oh man. Well, last time we did go through payoff. We went through heat. We went through entanglements which means now it's time to get into downtime for the previous job that we just completed. No level up or anything? Uh, we're going to get to that after we finish downtime. Oh, right, so that right, we can, right, we right, can right. include this as part of the XP questions. I appreciate that because I may need to be a little more sneaky or deceptive. All right. So yeah, downtime. We get two free actions, each of us. You guys got any ideas what you want to do? Well, I, I believe... Oh, I guess Day doesn't get three, does he? No, he only gets that two. Was... Oh. If Wei Young comes back, we get three. Which, uh, I actually, when can Wei Young come back? Because, man, <laughs> Day's voice is not easy for me. Wei Young can come back whenever you want him to come back. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until the people hear day, and then I will <laughs> then I'll decide whether or not to bring who back. Dude, don't wait on the audience. Just go with your heart. Yeah, trust the heart of the cards. These episodes take a while to come out. They take. Yeah, I'm a, well aware. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna roll dice. Uh, I'm gonna roll two. Uh-huh. If it's uh, six, we keep day. If it's anything else, we go back to Wei Young. <laughs> All right. Okay. I think I know which one he wants. You thought you could get rid of me, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) All right, back to a consistent voice. Oh, should I redo my intro as Wei Young then? Nah, no, we're we're good. We're good. We're fine. We know who Wei Young is. Speaking of consistent voices, I do need to acknowledge before people start tweeting at us, I know that Gecko Senior's voice changed. (laughs) I know that after the bathhouse operation, I did have him be like, ah, my daughter is hiring bravos, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, to, to which I respond, that's improv, baby. Sometimes things change. You got improved. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ned, I'd like to indulge a vice. Yeah, you All would. Right. Be careful. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, normally it'd be good luck, but I need to roll a crit to overindulge because I have five stress and I roll two and take the lesser. Mm-hmm. You have to roll two sixes. So I think I should be safe. Double six. Here it comes. That's only two. <laughs> no, I, you know, I was thinking about it. I was like, maybe I should level up some things. So my like indulging are like, I can take off more stress at a time, but I sort of like it being low. Cause then I can like indulge at five or four and not have to stress as much. What, how do you indulge your vice again? Me? Yeah, you. It's a, it's a secret. Oh, I was hoping that if I said it that way, you might just tell us <laughs> one of those. Oh, it must be normal. He's asking like it's a normal thing and then spill the beans. I mean, the pieces are in place narratively to start figuring out what Seaway's vice is, but we haven't confirmed anything. And it might change soon to getting jacked out on rage essence. <laughs> it might. Um, and I'll just, for my other one real quick, before other people go, I will, con- I will go to my weekend breeding certification class to become a certified <laughs> animal breeder. Alright, which trait do you want to roll for that? Um, well, I can't fight a class. Why not? I it's guess. wrangling. Wrangling is a form of skirmishing. I'm just throwing uh, that out there. Even though I'm going to be rolling two and taking the lower, it would be study. That's the only one that makes sense. Really? You couldn't You couldn't command animals? I mean, if you've been like following the panda breeding situation like in zoos, trying to get pandas to have any children, it, you can't just command Manned animals to have babies. <laughs> Go do it. I'll give you bamboo. <laughs> Darn it. It's a one and a four. Shoot. Okay. Yeah, you get one tick. <laughs> it takes time. It just takes some time. Seaway, you're in the middle of the. Oh, ride. my word. That, that's the song that Eelhand is currently playing at Lang's Discount Pass. His hair is somehow like significantly longer and over his eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, but that's my downtime. That's two activities. So. All right. There we go. Um, I have a few things to get done. Could we pull up the clocks again? We can. We got a lot of them. For my downtime activity, would slipping rage essence into Seaway's stuff count as one? Oh my gosh. Why would you even <laughs> ask? to hook me on it? I want to get him hooked faster. Oh man. I'm only half joking about that, by the way. You're a bad person. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm trying to drug my <laughs> compatriots. Man, the instant Wei Young shows back up, this is what we get. <laughs> so yeah, Tonin, I think the only long-term projects you currently have are related to your singing bowl. I feel like the people deserve progress on that clock. <laughs> the people love the singing bowl. The singing bowl is a fan favorite. <laughs> so I am going to just really focus on getting everything ready. I'm not going to work on the copper. I 
I know that you said I could either go and try and acquire that or I could use four coin and completely fill up that clock automatically, right? Uh, yeah, one coin will equate to two segments on the eight clock. Okay, then I'm probably going to have to just be a little more aggressive in my money because I really am just going to right now... I'm going to hire people and consort, sway, bribe, do what I got to do to get people to get this room so that the harmonies, like all the sounds are just right, all the every angle is right, all the carvings that I kind of messed up last time I tried to do it are properly in the ground to set the smaller bowls. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll probably do sway because I'm not sure I can necessarily consort with a bunch of people that know all that stuff. Yeah. I think also with uh, the fact that your reputation is starting to spread in the city, you're probably going to have to sway people more often than trying to consort with them at this point. Yeah, I probably don't have many allies, except for the ones in my crew. Mm -hmm. All right, a two and a six. I will take the six. Yeah, and it's going to tick off three segments, so you are now at seven out of twelve. <laughs> Actually, do you want to put that towards getting the copper or towards the construction of the room? Towards the construction. I'm going to try and use just money for the copper for now. All right. In fact, can I use both of my downtimes for that? Uh, sure. Do I just roll again? Yeah, you may. All right. And you don't have trauma yet, so you don't have to worry about getting stressed <laughs> for not indulging your vice. Not yet. Ooh, two fives. All right, so that's two more ticks. You're now at nine out of 12. So the room is getting close. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm just realizing you guys didn't take any stress at all during that last job, did you? Nope. These things come in waves. <laughs> we started on, at that high, which means this session is just going to be a disaster. Yeah. Everything's going to fall apart. Yep. Any listeners who thought things went too well or any players who thought things went too well during the last score, just remember what happened between the bathhouse and the cabbage garden. Oh, gosh. <laughs> all right. So that's two downtime actions for Tonin. Anything else you want to do? Any extra coin or rep? Um, if somebody wants to lower our heat, that's a downtime activity? It is. Hmm. You roll with your action, and then depending on how well you roll, it reduces your heat by a set amount. For the sake of the crew, I would like to spend one rep and try and lower our heat. I feel like, is that is that cool with the rest of the crew since it's a shared resource? I suppose. Yeah. Do it. All right. All right. So you're going to describe how you reduce heat. You're going to roll with the appropriate action and then it's uh, similar to ticking off segments on a progress clock. It's either one, two, or three based on failure, partial, or full success, or potentially even five if you get a crit. <laughs> okay, well, we'll see. Um, I am going to basically do a whisper campaign and reduce our heat, not in a way like, oh, they don't seem dangerous, but in a way that's like, they're not worth it. Yes, it would be a huge career thing to take down this up-and-coming upstart group, but they've scared Gecko Sr. They've eliminated two entire Daofei gangs. It's not worth it. Don't mess with them. Yeah. So that's the way I'm going to try and reduce our heat um, by swaying. Yeah. Do you want to end up like Nelio the Gardener or Professor Shaw? You don't want to end up like those people. Use the orphan <laughs> network. Use the orphans. <laughs> All right. Let's roll and see if we can get double sixes. No. A two and a six again. Sounds so disappointed. Well, a six is good. That's a full success, man. <laughs> but the double six oh, is Oh, man, I, I nailed it. Uh. Oh, man, it's just a six. Uh. All right, so we're going to remove 
three heat from you guys. I felt the energy in my soul of two sixes, and when I didn't see it, my my soul was a little disappointed. Reasonable. <laughs> All right, so you guys are still on level two, but only at one heat now instead of four. Not bad. That, yeah, I'll take that. Okay, so then the only one left would be Wei Young. You get three downtime actions. Now, one thing I do want to make sure we touch on, it does say that when your character chooses the Lost Overindulgence, when you come back, you heal any harm that you might have had previously. Uh, it doesn't say anything about stress, but I know that like when you take trauma, you come back and your vice has been successfully indulged. I figure since you've been taking like an entire week to lay low, you're probably able to reduce some stress. I don't remember how much I had. I, I assumed that you lost all stress, so I erased it like two, three weeks ago. <laughs> Honestly, that makes sense to me. That's probably what we would have gotten with anyway. Cool. All right. First thing. I'm going to go train with Day. I've, I've been out of the game for too long. I need to get beefy again. So I'm going to I'm gonna spend some time training with Day. Master Wei Young, your friends have been becoming very competent. You need to do some extra work to catch up with them. <laughs> you think I don't know that? Your voice sounds much better. Were you <laughs> sick before? <laughs> you know, it was the lack of having you around made me lose some of my confidence, you know? I'm glad I can be back then. Now teach me. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and roll to train. Well, actually, if you're just training, then... Yeah, I'm just trying to get stronger. Yeah, so you get a uh, witch... Prowess, I'm assuming. That's usually what you do with Day. Yeah, prowess. All right, so you mark two ticks in prowess. Day, there are other things I need to attend to. The spirit situation has gotten out of hand, and I feel like we may be in danger on that front. Will you teach me how to command the undead? Oh, you want to train as well? Again! Again? Okay, <laughs> resolve this time. Get ready to firm your resolve. <laughs> Someday you might have an iron will such as me. That seems likely. <laughs> All right. Man, I already missed Day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad that's not making me voice both of them. It'd be a nightmare. <laughs> All right. And you get one more for And then free. I got one more because I'm calculating. Yeah. Oh, man. I love being me. Um, <laughs> so many good options. Um, you know, I'm just going to... This is going to be my study session. I'm going to improve myself and my ability to do stuff good um, <laughs> as a spider. So I'm just I'm just going to go like take a, an online course at Bossing Se University about how to plan your day better. Yeah, they call it an online course because they have like an advanced cup and string sort of setup. <laughs> so the sound travels through the line. Yeah, I like that. So I'm going to do that. Earthbenders are very good at trimmery stuff. Yeah. Well, now they definitely are going to be able to get you on their alumni mailer with all that information you're giving them. No. <laughs> go ahead and make a fortune roll to see how many letters you got during the past week while you were gone. How many D6 is that? Uh, let's go with... We'll start with just one. That's a six. You got six letters in the one week you were gone. Good heavens. <laughs> That's like one a day. Yep. And let's see. Oh, also, pet store. How much money did we make from the pet store? Yeah. You roll tier plus one now. Money, 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 money. Four. All right. Two more coin for the group vault. Nice. Oh, the vault can only hold one more coin. What do we do with the extra one? I take it. Give it to me. <laughs> you want to fight to the death? Winner takes the only gold. Give it to Tonin. He needs copper. What do we do with the extra one, man? Uh, I mean, you can't put it in the vault, so you gotta use it or lose it. Well, can we immediately spend it on a downtime activity? 
preventative measure. Guys, I'll just... It's fine. I'll put it in my stash. I'll take 115. Whoa, slow down, pal. <laughs> slow down, pal. Hold up, Mr. What? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven in your stash already? You know what? I'm going to steal it. Um, <laughs> I run the store. What do I roll to steal? It's my shop. Is that prowl? Yeah, you can try and prowl to try and steal this from out of the vault. We'll see what's not looking. I have nothing in prowl. I'm going to try and yoink it when you're not looking. That is a one. <laughs> All right, I'm putting it in my stash. This is disappointing. Oh, man. We, I love how you did specifically say everything that we get from the store is going to go to the benefit of the crew. And uh, now here we are. It's a little unstable of you, it seems. <laughs> There's no room in the vault. And who's trying to steal it? So it's safer with me than with him. I, I have a solution immediately is I can just take the four coin in the vault and buy all the copper I need for my singing bowl. <laughs> and then my you guys word. can hold on to that extra coin in the in the vault. Guys, okay. I know I know the solution to all our problems. We just need to make more money for all of us. If we upgrade the crew, we can upgrade the vault. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should get to work. I do know we happen to have two people tied up in our shop right now. We need to have a conversation with them. They may have an opportunity to make a lot of money. Oh, yeah. They've just been tied up while we've all been doing our stuff. They've been recovering. They've been doing their own downtime. Now, one thing real quick, because I am a fan of your characters, I will remind you that Eelhound and the boys give you one extra downtime activity for the crew. Oh, for the crew? Because we give you the all-hands crew ability. Okay, um, can they try and reduce our heat for us? Yeah, they can reduce heat for you. That seems wise to me. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's get our heat down so we can be a little more brazen. And I think, I think the same approach, if that's okay with you guys, the same approach of being not, you know, don't worry about them because they're not a threat, but don't mess with them because they're too much of a threat. I was thinking kind of a mafia-esque stance of just them roaming the streets and sure would be a shame if uh, you kept spreading these lies about the mass spirits, huh? Yeah, these guys are thugs. I feel like we should have them threaten someone in power. <laughs> Where's Yong? Let's send them after Yong. Do not click another Yong. We only have three left. Look, we've already decided how we're going to start that we're gonna kill young you're gonna take his face you're gonna walk into the office say i quit and then that's it you're done oh wait no that's not what he sounds like i quit and then run out of the office <laughs> that was pretty good young yeah maybe you should have young be your backup character you can do that voice pretty well <laughs> oh my word young joining a dao fei <laughs> we'll uh, we'll just we'll like kidnap him and make him work for us brainwash him into joining we do have the founder of the Dai Li here <laughs> allegedly oh brainwash young master young don't you worry oh man i think i do think they should threaten someone though they're thugs they should do thug stuff yeah i think just threatening people saying don't mess with them it's not worth it otherwise we'll have to come back in the future if you hear about the mass spirits no you didn't mm. and then eelhound spits out one of his lungs and slurps it back up real quick oh i hate eelhound he's so vile <laughs> the man's rotting from the inside don't worry about it okay so i'm trying to remember that's right so your cohorts with the thug type get plus one die to quality rolls for thug related actions so we do want them to be busting knees because that allows them to roll with two dice instead of just one. Do they need to physically do the violence or can they just threaten it? Uh, that's up to Eelhound, I suppose. Oh, jeez. I mean, I'm, I am Eelhound. I shall roll for Eelhound. Yeah. Uh, because he's no longer just an adequate cohort. He's a good cohort. Nice. <laughs> 
Eelhound rolls a five, meaning that we reduce your heat by two. Hey, that takes us down. Now we're wanted level one. Yep, wanted level one with eight heat. Ooh, eight heat is a lot. <laughs> but we're down a wanted level. Yeah, that's pretty good, all things considered. Mm-hmm. Now we can do a job and get that right back up again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we easily get back to two, maybe even three, depending on how we handle this job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what prospects lay in front of us that can actually get us money? Because I feel like our last couple jobs haven't had payouts. I need to talk to Brother Hotaro, so... Yeah, and you've got you got a couple people here who apparently wanted to talk to you about something. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we definitely need to talk to them for sure. Is that is that is that it for downtime? Uh, that looks like it's it for downtime. Oh, which actually, time to mark XP. Hooray! Okay, so we'll start with the crew playbook first. Uh, and remember, this is going to cover both your surprise secret mystery claim at BSSU, as well as the job that you just did against Gecko Senior. Oh, hot dog. So first, did you execute a successful battle, extortion, sabotage, or smash and grab? Yeah. What is the definition of an extortion? It's a threat, right? Extortion, yeah, threatening somebody to get what you want, essentially. So we definitely extorted uh, Shaw and Gecko Senior then. And you pretty heavily sabotaged Shaw as well. You got him arrested in his own <laughs> school. Yeah. Brutal. <laughs> Two for that. One. I would agree. Two for that one. Proud of us. <laughs> Next, did you contend with challenges above your current station? Yeah, Gecko Gecko is a tier three. I'd say Gecko Senior is, but I'm not sure about the school. So yeah, you weren't you weren't fighting against the school, you were fighting against the Shearshoe Fanciers Association. And when you fought them, they were tier two, I want to say, and Gecko Senior is tier three. So in both instances, you have contended with things above your station. Verifiably above your station. Yeah, so I think that's probably also two XP for that one. Perfect. Oh, turns out doing two scores gives you more points. <laughs> <laughs> Next, did you bolster your crew's reputation as an ambitious crew? Time and again. See, it also says, or did you create a new one? Are we still ambitious or are we... Strange. <laughs> You're strange. I'm a okay. Because well, the, the, the reputations as listed are ambitious, brutal, daring, honorable, professional, savvy, subtle, or strange. I mean, I still think we're ambitious, but I would also argue for both daring and subtle. Subtle? I would not say we are subtle. Yeah. I also would not argue for subtle. We've been pretty subtle. <laughs> What world? I think for Bravos, we're trying too hard to be subtle. Now, can you explain to me what is subtle about marching up to the front door of your top rival and say, hey, let's talk? It was nighttime. Yes. So I, I could see the argument, though, for going from ambitious to daring because you guys have been proving that your ambition has weight behind it. Is there any mechanical hurdle or benefit to changing from ambitious to daring? It's more just about how you want people to perceive you and how you want to operate within the city. Like stepping into the school itself and dismantling a group from the inside out, whether it was intentional or not, that is a pretty ambitious thing to do. But walking straight up to your number one rival's front door is not just ambitious, I'd say that's pretty daring. So like the more you guys want to lean into that visual of, hey, we're going to do what we want and take what we want, I think that leans more towards daring. Ambitious is how we got our early jobs. Cause like we will take anything. We want to get, we want to make our claim, but now we've made our claims. So now we're daring. I, I'm okay with changing to daring. Okay. All right. So I think we get 
probably two XP for that one as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's do we're it. So close. All right. We're two ticks away, and we have one question left. Did you express the goals, drives, inner conflict, or essential nature of the crew? I think in some big ways, yes, again. I think we uncovered an essential nature. I mean, before we were just an ambitious crew. We wanted more stuff to do. But as we've done that enough times, we found that we're willing to take the risk. We're a daring group of people. We'll do what we need to do to make bank, as the kids say. As they do. Mm -hmm. There's also, I mean, I, I think there's some interpersonal conflict. I know Seaway is at least a little bit mad that he didn't get to use his sheer shoe. Oh, very. <laughs> and I trust nobody, so there's some conflict. Yeah, but you weren't there. And we got Day over here trying to be an honorable person, so that's in conflict with the rest of you jokers. <laughs> yeah. I think it's two, because I really just want to level up so bad. We're so close. Honestly, I also think it's two. Yes! That's a full crew XP bar. Yeah, so now we get either a special ability or two crew upgrades. I was going to pitch um, the training stuff so that I can be the strongest person in the crew. Yeah, currently you have training in prowess, which means you get twice the XP whenever you train prowess, but you can also do that in insight, resolve, or personal, which applies to your playbook track. Hey, what's, what's a rover? It says elite rovers under crew upgrades. Yeah, rovers. So we've got thugs. Those are the knee breakers, the people who go in and do the big, you know, stuff that Bravos kind of do. Rovers are sailors, carriage drivers, and Deathlands scavengers. So people who can get outside the city. Yeah. Uh, the term Deathlands, that's a holdover from Blades in the Dark, which is like, hey, if you leave the city of Duskval, then it's just a demon blasted waste outside there. But we do also have like, you know, just this is this essentially is people who can make it outside of the city. Hmm. So I know we talked about a vault. It feels like it would be kind of a bait and switch if we didn't at least take that. Yeah, I just looked up how it works. If we take one upgrade in our vault, we go from being able to hold four coin to being the able to hold eight. And if we take two upgrades in a vault, we double that again to 16. Which eventually, because every time you want to increase in tier, you need to spend coin equal to eight times the tier you're going to be moving up to. So next time you want to level up, you're going to need to spend 16 coin. Oh, it's boring, but should we just upgrade the vault all the way? I don't think that's a bad idea. Yes. I do think it would be great to upgrade the vault all the way, and then maybe next time take a patron. Don't, don't do that. I don't want to work with Ko. No, I'm not <laughs> saying it has to be Ko, but just mechanically, the patron lets you cut the cost of leveling up in half. Still don't want to work with Ko. It's not going to be Ko. <laughs> not to work with Ko. It could be your dad. No, it better not be my dad. No, <laughs> go with Ko. It's absolutely going to be your dad. He's rich. I swear. If you guys talk to my dad. Fine, gonna... fine. It'll be Riven. No! <laughs> I'm a terrible person. Everyone in my life is terrible. That's how that works. All right, so we're going to do two vault upgrades. Just really open this puppy up? I think yes. Yeah, I will say in the future, I want to start looking at some new cohorts too because those do cost two as well. Cohorts? No. Cohorts. And now you can put that extra coin in the vault. Thanks for your generous contribution, Seaway. That's fair. I took it out of mine. Oh, look at oh, wow. that. Just agreement. Wow. How unstable <laughs> of you. <laughs> he went back and forth. Hey, I still support the vault. It was just that we didn't have room in the vault before. Hey, upon crew advance, is that when we level up or is that when we tier up? Uh, that's right now. <gasps> each PC gets stash equal to tier plus two. So we each get three. Three stash. Look at that. Go team. Oh my gosh. Seaway, how much do you have? Does Seaway have a ton? Seaway's- Holy butts. I think Seaway's- Dude, to... you're loaded. I think Seaway's about to finish up his first uh, row. Yeah. So each line of stash, there are four lines of stash 
Each one of those can hold up to 10 coin, and when you reach the end of that line, your lifestyle increases by one die type. So now I'm bougier? Yeah. In any instance where you need to make a lifestyle roll, you are no longer rolling two dice and taking the lower. You're rolling one dice and just taking that result. Hey! Are you, if you, I swear, if you walk out in like a gold cape or something, I'm going <laughs> to beat you. You know, I think that actually could be enough to justify, you don't necessarily need to walk out in a gold cape, but you can walk out in a mask that has the cracks repaired with gold. Oh, nice! Yeah. I like oh, it. Oh, perfect. That's awesome. Thanks, Ned. No prab. Hey, does Day get the stash? He's part of the crew, even though he's not, like, here. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to make a fortune roll for Day. <laughs> Day will get half the stash rounded up. Two. I was about to say, that, I guess that depends what kind of boss who is. Would who give Day his money? Oh, yeah. Who pays his people? That's how you keep loyalty. Yeah, I mean, you just straight up gave a coin to Jenna when you had no coin, like, at the very beginning. <laughs> there was no mechanical benefit to that either. I just gave a coin. But sometimes narrative benefit is really good. Yeah. Pay your people. Any any aspiring villains listening to this? Pay your people. <laughs> my reduce the debt clock is very not full, so don't be too jealous of my stash, because it's all got to go somewhere. <laughs> but anyway, we've got some people to hear out about a potential job. Well, that was just the team's playbook. You oh, each gosh. also yeah. individually get to mark XP. <laughs> you got to upgrade us, man. I'll take his upgrades <laughs> if he doesn't want them. Gecko Jr. and Gami the Kai are sitting in your lobby, just like stealing free water bottles and <laughs> watching Fox News on the TV. <laughs> Seaway, you play Fox News? <laughs> well, it's not the kind you're thinking of. It's knowledge seekers from the library just spouting out information. <laughs> it's Fox News. No, it's yeah. it's news about foxes, guys. It's an animal shop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's start at the beginning. Seaway, did you address a challenge with violence or coercion? Um, No, actually. What? I did, I you didn't. coerced? Because in the first one, all I did was like chill with the sheer shoe and make him like me. And then in the second one, Christian made me wait outside. I would heavily argue that there was coercion in the second one. You're like the sniper dot on Gecko's forehead. You were waiting outside with the sheer shoe. And he knew if this didn't go right, game over. Look, I'm going to say I didn't. But Ned, if you agree with their arguments and you think I should mark an XP, I'll mark an XP. I would say in the first one, you coerced the sheer shoe into being on your side rather than Shaw's side. And I would say that in the second instance, you coerced like the people to let you in to talk to Gecko in the first place. So I could see that being two, but if you want to meet them halfway, we could have it be one. Ned's being even more generous than us. Yeah. Just take it, dude. Oh, no, because I agree. Like, we wouldn't have even had the opportunity to talk to him the way we did if you hadn't have been there with those sheer shoes. Like, those sheer shoes gave you plus three dice to your engagement roll. All right. I'll take two. Hot dog. All right. Next one. Did you express your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background? Yeah. Big time. I think I think in a never ending quest for money, that if when that's your drive, it's pretty easy to express <laughs> that. I mean not only that, you got new animals to play with. Uh -huh. Yeah. Two right there. Bada bing bada boom. And they're a male and female, so your your goal towards breeding is progressing as well. Yeah. Alright. And then third and finally, did you struggle with issues from your vice or traumas during the session? You can't say no to that. That's so much a yes. I was about to bust down that door with the sheer shoes and then I would have like marked seven yeses. But <laughs> He was, well, because, you know, your trauma is unstable and you struggled with that. So yeah, I could see that working for the second one. The first one, I'm not quite as convinced. I'll take one. 
All right. Did you just fill up another prowess thing? Yeah. <laughs> Good heavens. What are you? You're putting it in skirmish? He's going to murder us. My man. We're not, it doesn't matter how sneaky we are. He's just going to kill us, and that'll be that. <laughs> I want four skirmish dots so bad. Yeah, you guys, ha you guys do have to take mastery, though, before you can get that fourth dot. <laughs> oh, wait. What's mastery? Mastery is a crew upgrade, and oh. that is four different blocks. You have to fill up all four of those upgrades before you can gain mastery. Well, you guys know what I'm going to be heavily arguing for every crew upgrade for the rest of the campaign. <laughs> but yeah, this is, I believe, our first three dot skill in the game. Yeah. And it's Seaway's ability to knock heads. <laughs> That's what we do, baby. All right. Next, we're going to look at Tonin Yoru. <laughs> I think his name's the funnest to say in a dramatic accent like that. <laughs> first, did you address a challenge with deception or influence? Yeah, every challenge, every minor inconvenience. Yeah, definitely deception. You became the vice dean of invertebrates and influence. You showed your face to Gecko Senior. And even during downtime. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be the most slidey slide that there has ever slid. Mm -hmm. So I would say yes to that one. All right. Next, did you express your beliefs, drives, heritage or background? That's sort of the broad one, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think especially with how much you've been work, you've been like pounding away at getting that singing bowl ready to go. That is a pretty intense expression of your heritage. Also, the very, I guess, public expression of my face. Would I, would I get two for that or one? I could see that being two. Don't got to tell me twice. <laughs> and then did you struggle with issues from your vice or traumas during the session? Not really. I mean, you might argue that, like, I'm going to because the spiritualists are going to make my life more difficult because of my interacting with them. But I'd say this time, probably not. Yeah, you obviously don't have traumas, but I could potentially argue that, like, all of the stuff you've been experiencing, like identity crisis, coming to the realization that you didn't actually have as much of a choice when you were younger as you thought you did, like the pathos, the pathos that we are getting for Tonin, <laughs> I could see that as struggling with your vice. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like while I don't have mechanically trauma, the character is traumatized. You've got spiritual trauma. I could definitely see that, I guess, in the vice. Um, so I'd be willing to take one, but I did fill up my playbook, so I'm going to take a thing. Ooh, boy, which one? So you can take anything from anybody, right? Yep. Oh, boy. Come back to me in a moment after <laughs> Wei Young. All right. Well, and maybe Day as well. That is a good point. Day gets a level up, doesn't he? He had a whole exchange he has to be leveled up for. Man. Okay, yeah. Let's start with Wei Young. Did you address a challenge with calculation or conspiracy? I held on to paperwork for 16 years to prove that Shaw was a lying scumbag. <laughs> you did. You did. You did. And you took four stress for that, which uh, I believe directly contributed to your overindulgence. Absolutely did. Um, so if that's not worth two, I don't know what is. That justification works for me. Hey, no one fought me. All right. <laughs> All right. Did you express your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background? Uh, in the sense that I expressed I am the best, um, then yeah, that's one of my beliefs. I'm very slowly working towards the Earth King thing, but I didn't really think I talked about that. Uh, heritage and background? I I'm... could see background with the whole alumnus thing going on there. That's true. I am a proud bear. Go bears. Go bears. Go bears. Um, 
I think probably one. Yeah. I, I want to, but realistically one. Only one candy bar this time? Yeah. And finally, did you struggle with issues from your vice or traumas? Yeah, I was out of commission for a full week because of my vice <laughs> and subsequently my trauma because I was paranoid about it. Yeah, those tied into each other very, very deeply. I would argue, yeah, turbo yes. Um, and I am actually going to use this as an opportunity to level up my resolve. Ooh. Which puts me with one in a tune. Ooh. If I'm going to fight demons, I'm probably going to figure out how to fight demons. Yeah, you're starting to get all spooky. Maybe uh, Day is a whisper. He's probably giving you some of that knowledge as well. Yeah, Day's, Day's my butler. Everyone needs a good butler. Strong butler figure. Yeah, a strong butler figure in their life. All right. And now, Day S. Ex Machina. Why, yes, young Master Ned. <laughs> Day, did you address a challenge with knowledge or arcane power? Not at all, young Master Ned. <laughs> all right. Next, did you express your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background? My belief is to aid young Master Who, and he was away, so yes. Yeah, that works for me. And finally, did you struggle with issues from your vice or traumas? Admittedly, I did not have a vice or traumas when I first started playing this day, <laughs> so no. <laughs> All right, so one XP mark for day. He needs it. Indeed. All right, now coming back around to Tonin, have you uh, decided which upgrade you want? Yes, but I think I'll need to ask your permission. Oh boy. I put it on my sheet. It is compel. Compel. You can attune to the spirit world to force a nearby spirit to appear and obey a command you give it. You are not supernaturally terrified by a spirit you summon or compel, though your allies may be. Wow. I just feel like with what's going on with Ko, it may be a blessing and a curse, a boon with some drawbacks. Maybe I'm being watched. Maybe he sees my lack of confidence. I don't know. Um, maybe they're sent to watch me and help me. Hmm. I could see, based on the immense amount of progress that you've made towards your singing bowl room, like you over doubled how many ticks you had marked on that progress clock. I could see that bringing an insight to you of like, okay, I'm getting a better sense of how these bowls work. Aside from just like the stuff that my father taught me when I was growing up, I have a greater sense of like domain knowledge of how these bowls work. And you're able to start manipulating them in ways that you weren't taught initially. I will take it. Oh boy. I just gave you the ability to summon spirits. Nice. There's no <laughs> way this could go wrong. Mind you, I don't have any ticks currently in a tune. That's bad. So it will be difficult for me to be able to summon these things. Every day we stray further from Cannon's light. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that's kind of nice, I, I think we talked about this in the talkback, but not, or did we talk about this at all in the talkback? Uh, the idea that when we did 10,000 things, we knew from the beginning, hey, this is going to end with the Air Nomad genocide and the library getting sunk down under the sand. We don't know where this is going to end up. We have a lot of freedom to do a lot of weird things. And even then, like, Kyoshi lived for 230 years. There's a lot of time in there for everything that you do to essentially have no bearing on what happens later on. <laughs> Today I learned how long Kyoshi lived. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah. You read the books. Yeah. She probably just decided she was done. Like, she didn't die because she was uh, too weak or frail or whatever. She just was like, well, I guess I could die now, and then did. Yeah, quick little lore bit from the books. So people suspect that probably it was just like they weren't looking looking at the numbers very closely when they said when Kyoshi was born. And they're like, oh wait, we just said Kyoshi's 230 years old when she dies. But when they worked with FCE to write the Kyoshi novels, they justified why she is that old. Interesting. Because she's just got that dog in her. 
No, because she met an immortal assassin who taught her how to be immortal. Oh, wow. That's not even an exaggeration. That's word for word how it goes. I love those books so much. It's so great. <laughs> All right. For the third time and maybe finally correctly, should we learn about this job? <laughs> oh, actually, we've got one other thing we need to do. Uh, sorry. Sorry, Seaway. Oh, man. Yeah, you guys finally head to the lobby where Gecko Jr. and Gami the Kite have been waiting oh so patiently for you to do your downtime and to mark your XP. And I think that's where we're going to pick up next time. <laughs> did, they just, did they just hear us arguing in the back room for like three hours about... <laughs> that's what the audience heard, too. <laughs> They're just looking back and forth to each other being like... Ugh. They, they're they really daring. It's a good thing that we're making this deal, right? I had to go and recollect myself for a week. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we'll we'll pick up with that later. This this is like the most downtime shopping episode I think I've ever had in like any <laughs> campaign I've done. Man, but yeah, I do, I do think that possibly now that things are getting so much more complex, you're getting more ingrained in the world and you have more factors to consider moving forward. Uh, we might see these episodes start to get longer, yeah, in terms of just, like, figuring out the fallout from the jobs you do. At what point do we take leveling up uh, offline and just say, so between <laughs> just sessions, <laughs> rapid-fire two-minute intro at the beginning, he took this, that, and the other. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see how that ends up working out later on, but for now, thanks so much for listening to ImpTab Avatar, and we'll be back next time with more adventures in the world of Blades and the Dao Fei. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as a very big boy who's had a nice long week to rest up with his dad <laughs> and who's ready to get back into the scoundreling lifestyle if you'd go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop, so if you'd like to connect with us there, you know, maybe you'd like to talk with Thomas about what a big boy Wei Young is. <laughs> that big boy thing is never going away, is it? Nope. nope. <laughs> You're the big boy now. Yeah, Day established it. It's it's if Day said it, it's true. Uh, if you'd like to talk with Day about what a big boy Wei Young is, then don't be afraid to reach out to us. Now it's time to shout out our next batch of sticker club patrons. Woo! First person we got on the list is Stuttering GM. Hey, yo. Yeah, Stuttering GM was the lead contractor who Tonin managed to bring in to work on the Singing Bowl project, and that is why you got so much stuff done. You just chose a really friggin' good contractor to help you build this room for your Singing Bowl. Thank you, Stuttering GM. Appreciate it. Next person we're shouting out is Adrian Garneau. <laughs> Adrian is the one who every single day made Wei Young's favorite soup so that he could sip it quietly and regain the constitution he needed to get back into the scoundreling lifestyle. My favorite soup is chicken hamster noodle. Oh, what? No. <laughs> Again, you are, you are wrong. Hey, you guys all get to make up animals. I wanted a turd. A chicken hamster? <laughs> I feel bad that like my animals have been met with like, oh, or ooh, and then you make up one and Christian's like, immediately no. Get out. <laughs> no. <laughs> admittedly, I feel like this one, it, it turns out that every time we make up one of these chimeric animals, somebody in our Discord is like, yeah, that actually already exists or has been referenced somewhere in pop culture. I'm pretty sure that chicken hamsters don't exist anywhere in pop culture yet. Oh, no, just you wait. Oh, boy. The, they'll get us. They're going to find us out. I'm sure of it. The final person that we're shouting out today is Aaron Parrott. <laughs> 
who is doing his own crossbreeding situation. Uh, you know, after the last time when Christian was like, wait, just a parrot? You know, now he's convinced that it's not going to be just a parrot anymore. He's combining parrots with every darn critter he can find in Bossing City. <laughs> You're going to have hamster parrots. You're going to have parrot bats. You're going to have spider parrots. You're going to have all kinds of parrots. So many parrots that it's going to be Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds up in this grill. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is I remembered that chimeric animals aren't the only invention in Avatar. They have element animals too, and we've never made one of those. <laughs> they have fire ferrets. Like we, we've never tried anything. But we, everyone really hooked on to those join your favorite two animals together. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a simple combination. It's like peanut butter and jelly. It's like peanut butter and chocolate. It's like peanut butter and bananas. Peanut butter goes well with everything I'm discovering. <laughs> peanut butter is the bear of the food world. <laughs> Just peanut butter. We'll have more Sticker Club patrons to shout out next week, and if you, our dear listener, want to join their ranks, consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash improvtabletop where you can also get bonus episodes, Discord access, biannual sticker packs, and more. Now, let's do a round of plugs. Thomas, you want to take that this week? Yes, Thomas will this week. Hu Wei Young doing it is ridiculous. It was so hard. The, Coinworth doesn't want to do the shout-outs for it this time. The young master Wei Young has asked me to do the plugs this week. First things first, go listen to some of those fate campaigns. They're quite lovely. I used to read them to my, my young ward, Hu Wei Young, back in the day. You've also heard the tale of the 10,000 Things. 10,000 things that go wrong, perhaps it ends in a genocide. You should listen to that as well. <laughs> Additionally, might I recommend I Cast Fireball, a podcast, don't worry about it, you'll figure that out in around a thousand years, of people doing D&D. It's very fun. In addition, if you want to financially support the mass spirits, highly recommend buying dice at Fan Rule Dice using the code nothing about Hu Wei Young. Actually, Vroom Vroom Fifi. <laughs> it's been a pleasure working with you all, and I'll see you all next time. Yeah, we'll see how long it takes before Wei Young manages to get himself into another scrape. Minutes. I bet you probably this next recording. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you do have a stroke of incredibly bad luck coming up ahead of you. Oh, no. You haven't cashed that in yet? Nope. Nope. In any case, thanks for joining us here in the world of ImpTab Avatar Blades in the Dao Fei. I'm Ed Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by Thomas Ryan as a big boy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Christian Randall as Tonin Yoru. <laughs> and Evan Peterson as Siwe Lang. Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on ImpTab Avatar. Animal breeding fun fact, there's an Australian marsupial called the Dibbler that never mates with the first male she meets. She only mates with the next ones that she compares to the first. So to get them to mate more because they're endangered, they found the ugliest, mangiest male they could and made sure it was the first one they introduced to all their female Dibblers. Oh my god! So even though he never mates himself, he's saving his species. What? Holy cow, a Dibbler is real. I thought you were just making that up. What a selfless sacrifice by this poor Dibbler. An endangered species of marsupial. Holy yep. cow, man. That's a real fun fact. I mean, come on. It's called a dibbler. Like, there, there's no one on earth who would assume that was legit. Sorry, I know that's super off topic, but we were talking animal breeding, and I just learned that one, and it's wild. You learned that one at your at your animal breeding class, and it was so distracting that you forgot everything else. <laughs> yep. Uh, this this will be a perfect post credit scene right here. <laughs> <laughs>